from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. We invite your calls about your life, your money, your career, your jobs, your relationships, whatever it is. We'll talk to you about it right here as we do every day. 888-825-5225. Alex is in Seattle. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hey, Dave and Ken. So I made a kind of a silly mistake when I was a little younger. Back in You're the only one. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone else has it right. <laughs> uh, Nobody so makes mista- silly mistakes when they're young. That never happens. Hey, so what'd you do, man? So I bought a house. Um, I bought a house with a mortgage. Um, got really low interest rate. However, instead of refinancing a few years later, I went to my folks um, and asked if they would pay it off, and I could just pay them at 0%. Um, I'm realizing that was now very silly. Um, now that I'm following your program, um, especially it's affecting my relationship with them and some of my other family members. So I'm trying to figure out what the best decision is to kind of pull out of that. Um, and like maybe do something like underwriting with like Churchill. I, I start talking to them about that. The concern is because I haven't had a, like a payment or a mortgage for so long now that I'm not going to be able to do underwriting. So I'm trying to figure out what the best way is to get a regular mortgage again, Okay. Churchill Mortgage can help you do manual underwriting that does not require a credit score. Right. You're have to, they have to establish that you pay your utilities on time, and you can prove that you pay your parents timely with simply your checking account history, can't you? Yes. Okay. That That's the conversation we had so far. Yeah. And you, so you can prove you paid the payments, and you prove you pay your light bill, you prove you pay your water bill, you can prove your income. I assume. What's right. your what's your income? Yes. Uh one oh five. Okay. You got a great income. How old are you? Uh twenty seven. What's the house worth? It's currently worth six hundred. And what do you owe on it? Uh two ninety six. Okay. So a fifty percent mortgage should not be a reach. Correct. It's not a big deal. Tons and tons of equity. You've got a great income. How long have you been in this job? Uh, five years. Yeah, stable, good income, and you pay. You can show that you paid your parents timely, right? Yes, I can. It should be a no-brainer for a, a manual underwriting. And if the person okay. you're talking to at Churchill Mortgage can't figure that out, ask to speak to their boss because Churchill Mortgage specializes in this, in manual underwriting, because we teach people to do it all the time, and we send them a lot of business because they're a sponsor for 25 years. And they'll take good care of you. Somebody there will, for sure. Um, so get on the phone with them, and they'll walk you through this. Uh, we do it all the time. I mean, it's not, it's not, this is not a problem. So what's the strain with the other family members? What are they torqued about? Uh, I have a few family members that aren't happy with you, of course, but I, I ignore those. Um, the other ones well, the, were worried I didn't. About I didn't get a mortgage with your parents. Why are they not happy with you for having a mortgage? No, no, no. unhappy with... Dave Ramsey, that, but I ignore them. Oh, I thought you said your parents and your other family members weren't happy with you. It was putting a strain on your relationships. Oh, sorry. So 
some of my, uh, I've had other family members ask my parents for money. So I am feeling the stress of I was permitted yes, and they were permitted no. Well, that's not your fault. Agreed. But they're mad at you? No, they don't know about it. That's the, the bigger thing. Okay. All right. And you, is there a stress with your parents? There wasn't at first. They always give me advice. However, it feels like the advice is now more the money talking sometimes. Mm, okay. Yeah, the borrower is slave to the lender. And, um, Indeed. You know, and there's people in every family that don't like Dave Ramsey, including Dave Ramsey's family. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it's not so. So it's something I've come to live with, Ken. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're doing you're doing well. You're doing well with it. It's working out for me. Yeah. If you only piss off half of America, you can still make a really good living, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and help a whole lot of people. And uh, you know what? What we end up with is um, you know people that didn't want to be helped, uh, yeah. and that's that's the problem. I want to make so. sure people don't miss this, Dave, because we've taught this for a long, long time. But this is a, a family who the parents wanted to help this young man out. They did. And even though they wanted to, it still changes the dynamic. What is it about this that we that why we create this boundary, why we preach this boundary? Well, it is a spiritual law. The borrower is slave to the lender. And the Bible doesn't say, except in cases where it's your mother and father. Right. No, it doesn't say that. Or except in cases where everyone likes every. No, it doesn't say that. It says 100% of the time that you borrow money, you take the position spiritually, mathematically, relationally of slave. Now, you might have a very kind and gentle master that is very classy. Um, when we went broke 30-plus uh, years ago, uh, Sharon's dad loaned us some money to keep a car, and he's the kindest, most saintly man, gentle, quite the opposite of Sharon's husband. Mm. And um, <laughs> you know, and he he um, you know we worked our way through, got it paid off, and he he never one time made us feel uncomfortable by his actions or his attitudes. But I can tell you, sitting at Thanksgiving dinner felt different. Yes, until mm -hmm. I got that cleared. That's good because it's in the air. You can't change it. You can't fix it. And uh, did it make me more uncomfortable than it did Sharon because it was her dad? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Of course. But it doesn't, but you know, it doesn't matter. It's a slave master relationship. You change it. So when you loan your friend money, they are no longer your friend. Mm -hmm. You can't keep that from happening. They're your friend as a secondary thing. Their primary relationship is now slave and master. Yeah. And it changes the dynamic, it changes the spirit in the air. You can smell it when you walk into Thanksgiving dinner. You can smell it. You can feel it. And mom and dad, in this case, are probably pretty cool people. Uh, they're just trying to help again. But now they feel the real need to help. That's right. And that, now they've gone over the helpline and gone into the controlling line. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to interfere. That's correct. And uh, they don't really have the right to do that, except that they are owed $296,000, which yep. kind of changes the it does changes your focal cords just a little bit when you say it out loud. This yep. is, is $396,000. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're going on vacation. What? Right. You know, it's just like you They may be uh, pressuring him on uh, professional moves. Yeah. You know, and, and this is well, great I mean, maturity. That, that girl you're dating spends a lot That's of money. That's right. You can, you can yeah. get real controlling. That's true. I mean, you can get all into crap. 
when you don't have the right to, but you've changed the relationship. So, you know, the old joke is if you loan your brother-in-law $100 and he never speaks to you again, was it worth it? In some cases, yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you change the relationship. That's what's happening. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her social security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. If you like this show, we appreciate you. We do not have a $300 million advertising budget, and we don't have a football stadium named after us like somebody, or somebody like that. No, excuse me. Um, but the, uh, yeah, we're just like in here scratching and clawing and trying to help you folk, and it's what we've been doing for a long, long time. If you want to help us, uh, if you would share this show, tell people where you're listening to it. You can share that by a link if you're on a podcast or YouTube, or you can tell people where the radio station or on TBN or wherever it is you're, you're watching or listening or however, let people know, leave a five-star review, please. Everybody that does that's very helpful. You one-star people, you need to go somewhere else. Mama said, if you hadn't got anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So there you go. No, thank you. And, uh, of course, uh, you can subscribe and follow and all those appropriate things. All those things help this show move right to the front. We are now in the top 11, I think it is, podcasts in the world of any category. And that's because of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've had over a billion views on YouTube because of you folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, hey, we recently announced that Smart Conference Weekend is going to be in Chicago, Illinois this fall, September 15th and 16th, Friday night, all day Saturday. And we hear over and over again from people that the Smart Conference is the event that lights a fire under their butts to take control of their whole lives, their relationships, their mental health, their anxiety, their money, their career their job it's our biggest event of the year all the ramsey personalities are speaking on all the different subjects of your life and you will leave smart that's what we do and so with vip tickets you're gonna have a chance to meet the ramsey personalities rachel cruz dr john deloney george camel jade washaw ken coleman me and you're gonna get amazing seats and a cool swag with a platinum package if you're on like baby step seven that includes a first-class dinner with me and all the personalities after the event is over on Saturday evening. Wow. We're going to go to a nice place. There's only 60 of those. Those will be a small dinner for just a few of us. We're going to have some fun together. We're going to laugh and answer questions and sign books and all that at that. So that's the platinum. 
the VIP is very limited. Uh, the platinum is extremely limited. Like I said, uh, the general admission tickets start at just $79. So we'd love to have you guys in Chicago in September, RamseySolutions.com slash events. Uh, did you know that you were going to dinner with some folks, Ken? Did you I knew them? that. I didn't know how many, but I like the, uh, it's always fun to meet those fine folks. First time we've done that format. I know. We have uh, breakfasts and lunches at this last smart conference here, but this is going to be fun. Yeah. Be a lot of, be it won't cool. be chicken nuggets there either. This Dave likes the good food, so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. That way, I just yeah, I'm spoiled is what it is. So it's that. <laughs> I mean, live like no one else. Later, you live and eat like no one. There, else. oh, see, I living. like that. There That's go. good. Kevin's with us. Kevin is in Corpus Christi. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Not much. Thanks for taking my call, Dave. Sure, man. How can we help? Uh, I am retired. Um, I was lucky enough to leave. Uh, AT&T with a 401k and a retirement both. I live off the retirement and Social Security. After taxes, I net about 4500 a month, which is fine for me because everything's paid for. Uh, my house is paid for. My ranch is paid for. Everything's debt-free. Uh, I'm over 70 years old, so in about a year and a half, two years, I'm going to have to start taking uh Cuts from my 401k, uh, automatic payouts. The government makes you do Yeah, that. your required minimum that. distribution. Yeah, Right. I don't use that money. It just sits there. It was yeah. making money under the Trump administration. It's kind of losing money right now. <laughs> yeah, notice but that. Anyway, uh, I don't really know what to do with that money because I don't need it, but I wouldn't, my, my gut feeling is to invest it in gold. No, uh, no, 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 no. No? We don't put anything in gold. No. If it, you don't that, need it and you're going to let, you let it sit going, somewhere, let it sit in a good mutual fund. That's fine. That would be better than gold. Oh, absolutely. I I, I, I own some gold cufflinks, and that's the only gold I've got. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I just don't want to do anything risky at this point. That well, risky is gold. Gold is much more volatile. If you look at the price of gold on a chart, it's way up and way down, much more than the stock market is. A lot riskier. Okay. And it does not yield the, the net return. The average re- annual rate of return on gold sucks. Really? Yeah, okay. it's awful. Yeah, I, so. I, I don't know that much about it. I've just heard that gold was a good, good investment. So yeah, usually from people that don't have any money. <laughs> that that four hundred one k will just be part of my daughter's inheritance. I'll That's cool. That's cool. You're going to pull that money out of the four hundred one k that we're talking about because you're required to. And I would just be moving it into good, good mutual funds in in the process. Uh, I think I, I'm going to ask a question on behalf of maybe new listeners. Maybe somebody's never heard you talk about this. Why are you so emphatic? about gold and well we know why it's up and down why is it so up and down because the way it's sold is well if the dollar gets hurt you need gold i mean that's the fear message that's behind this why is gold so volatile gold is a commodity okay it's a it's a it's a rock Mm -hmm. that is yellow Mm -hmm. okay you have barrels of oil you have uh precious metals Diamonds, commodities, corn, yep. commodity, and commodities are all traded 100% based on people's perception of shortage. If the perception is that there's a no shortage, that there's too much of it, the price goes down. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, the old movie 
orange juice futures with trading places with Eddie Murphy, which was <laughs> That's right. a mythological future. Okay, there weren't orange juice futures, but um, but it was fun for the movie's sake. But the, all that is is you're 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 betting on, and commodities are all more volatile than investments that actually create revenue. So in, investment that creates revenue is a company that's running that makes a profit. Home Depot makes a profit. Microsoft makes a profit. And it's either a lot of profit or not much profit. Apple makes a profit, a lot of profit. And so their stock goes up based on the fact that they are creating revenue. Gold and corn and oil does not create revenue. It only trades based on scarcity and people's perception of that scarcity is greed and fear. Yeah. And it's like, I'm afraid, so I'm going to rush towards it. And if a whole bunch of people rush towards it, it creates a shortage and the price goes up. But that's the only thing that causes the price to go up. The gold did not become more valuable. Just more people were chasing fewer bars. That's all it is. Supply demand drives it up. And so anytime you're investing in a commodity, you are at the mercy of the psychology of the marketplace everybody's scared or everybody's greedy and they're chasing two things so that's the only way price is established Mm -hmm. where if you buy a piece of income producing real estate price is established based on the income it creates not based on oh it's real estate woo you know it's not oh it's a golden rock woo okay so the golden rock has no magical qualities it's a rock it's a golden rock diamonds don't have magical qualities they're a little clear thing and they're not necessarily a girl's best friend that is a marketing slogan by people who sell diamonds yes because diamonds do not go up in value i've got quite a lot of them hanging around my wife yes yes and you did so well. um and and let me tell you how much they've gone up while i've owned them not right at all right so okay. for people that are seeing the rate of headlines. return is called marriage yes. but there is no <laughs> actual investment return on the stupid things they're a complete waste of freaking money otherwise so give us uh, 30 40 seconds on these headlines that people are seeing and that's why we get this call in gold they're seeing all oh, the dollars in danger china's making moves russia it's in the headlines all the time what should they do when they hear these headlines about the dollar and it's the danger in the dollar well the number one you can't run to gold there's nothing magical about it okay number two brazil and china and russia are large land masses but russia and brazil are not large economies their gross domestic put output is very low texas has a larger gross domestic production than brazil texas is a bigger economy than brazil so do you think that brazil and any of their little friends are going to snipe the dollar not a chance They're going to have to do business with the 800-pound gorilla. And we do business in dollars. So they're going to be at our mercy still. Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today on the debt-free stage in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Sean and Ashley are with us. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Better, Better than, than we, we deserve, deserve, Dave. Welcome. Good to have you. How much, uh, where you guys live? Virginia Beach. Oh, cool. 757. There, there it is. is. Let's go. All right. <laughs> right there. 
And uh, how much debt you guys paid off? $83,892. Good for you. And how long did that take? In, uh, 28 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that two and a half years? 65000 up to one hundred and thirty. Whoa. Oh, doubled it. Doubled it. What do you all do for a living? Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I also do hair on the side. Mm-hmm. And I'm a construction project manager. All right. How'd you double your income in uh, two and a half years? A few promotions uh, and a good side work gig. A lot of side work. Ah, okay. Nice. All right. What was your best uh, best money maker side gig? As a general contractor, uh, working out of town, um, just doing general contracting work uh, mm-hmm. on the side or just various construction projects. Okay. So like build a deck for somebody exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's good money in that. Yep. Really good money. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Well done. Thank you. What kind of debt was the 84000 Everything. Everything. Uh, credit cards, student loans, cars, you name it. Y'all freaking normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very definitely. Normal. <laughs> uh, that's awful. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm glad you woke up. How long have you been married? Two um, years? It, yeah. Yep. Two years? Yeah. So you started this right before you got married? Yeah. We canceled a wedding and we used that to pay um, some of our debt off. <laughs> COVID, <laughs> COVID did that. She's a trooper. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the COVID thing. Yeah. The okay. COVID well, yeah, we're not going to do yeah. it now, so let's just yeah. get the debt off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. And then we get married and keep going. Yep. yep. All right. Good for you. Way to go. What kind of debt was the 84000 You told me it's all the different things. What was the... Uh, wake up call that you get connected to ramsey how did you find us well um our story started a little bit before um we started paying our debt off um in may of 2019 um we were three weeks away from having our son lucas um we unexpectedly lost him and we found ourselves um in a church um ascent church is where we go shout Mm -hmm. out to um thomas and helen lane um Mm -hmm. they follow your principles and they started their church um Mm -hmm. completely debt free um so that is when sean had a friend um give him the total money makeover book yep the craddock family dave craddock uh went through your program did his uh debt free scream years ago Mm -hmm. and um he just gave us the total money makeover and we're off to the races from there listen to the podcast so your heart was broken absolutely definitely and you the worst possible tragedy that you can think of yes and you end up in church yep mm-hmm. praise god praise yeah. god yeah yeah and um well that's a good place to heal a broken heart yes and um get plugged into families to start teaching you how to do life and part of that is money yes how to absolutely. do life and yes. so read this book yes yeah and then you go gang we're, yes. we're okay uh, wh- while we put everything together and walk through this COVID stuff and get married and all the stuff we got to do here now. Uh, we're going to work on the money thing. Way to go, y'all. That's Thank very you. cool. Thanks. It's very cool. I'm so sorry for what you went through, though. Thank you. Thank you. Can't think of anything harder. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I'm also struck by the fact that you decided to, no, it was COVID, and a lot of people were canceling weddings. But you didn't, didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice, but you, you didn't just cancel it. You said we're move we're moving the money. We from could this. have we could have rescheduled, yeah, of and we course. we chose not to. And, and, and um, it how was much an, was it, that? How um, much money? It paid off all of the debt that I brought to our marriage. Um, so it was about fifteen thousand yep. dollars. How did that feel? Did I and mean, here's why I'm asking this. That's a big time move, and I think a lot of people wouldn't do that. Then you could excuse that. But what was your head and your heart saying to you? Were they fighting each other, or were you on the same? You both were like, "Nope, this is God, absolutely jumpstart." God really was leading us to, I, I think, to this. Um, I don't really think it's worth one day. Um, 
the rest of our lives we have to celebrate our marriage it's not just all about that one specific wow. day I Good think. For you. you got married yeah. you just didn't have the big That's wedding right. exactly yes. change yes. Anything. Important yeah. thing. i think a lot of it had to do with um our son he was supposed to be in our wedding and he wasn't there so just a multitude of things led mm-hmm. to the decision sean also sold his truck yep. so we both Ooh. sacrificed <laughs> during this Talk about that, though, the jump start to that. When you do that much, not everybody can do that. Let's acknowledge that. But you made some pretty big moves that knock a lot of debt out quick. What does that do for your momentum? What did it do for you? It's huge. It was a huge momentum boost. And it just reaffirmed that we were on the right path. It gave us the the total momentum that we needed to just stay on the plan. And, you know, Ashley came up with a great idea to build a a debt thermometer that we were just a visual Mm -hmm. uh, way that we could kind of see where we were at with the debt journey mm-hmm. and um, just seeing the massive chunks that selling the car did and and uh, and taking the the debt the the money that we have for the wedding and put it towards the debt it was mm-hmm. it was huge contractor sells his truck that's real <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah. me about it yep. yeah. yeah so Enough. what was what the truck sell for oh uh twenty five thousand i think okay we, so that's a twenty five thousand dollar move fifteen thousand dollar move mm-hmm. and yep. boom 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 yes. and here we go game on yep yes and uh, we make decisions to live and we're in a good church Yes. And we're walking through the, the grieving process, and we're fighting and scratching and clawing and working extra. Yes. And wow. Yes. Wow. What a, what a, what a radical two and a half years. Very, <laughs> very been, much so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very wild. Good for y'all. I'm proud of you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're warriors. You have fought through. You yes. fought through. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Um, definitely the budget. I think everybody says that. Um, but also just doing it. Um, life is going to continue to happen and um you just have to keep going um yeah yeah Yeah, and understanding that you know we're here to be good stewards of god's money Mm -hmm. and when you have that mindset the uh the truck you have or the vehicle you have it's a little less important yeah it's not yours it's his and you ask him is is this smart Mm -hmm. yes and he goes nope you go oh god i saw a stupid truck (laughs) yeah so you cry a little and then you cheer when yes. it leaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, way to go, y'all. Very, very proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We've got the uh, Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's number one best-selling book, because that's your next step, mm-hmm. your next uh, chapter in your story, the Total Money Makeover book. Now you'll be able to give it to some guy you run into, some gal you run into at the church that is needing to get started. You'll be that guy yes. now. That's we also cool. um, have been fortunate enough that we just ended uh, leading our first financial peace class. Oh, wow. Yes. So, yeah. So that was well, really thank awesome. You. That we thank were you. We were able to do that. It's an honor. Yeah. And yeah. You, it's an honor to lead it. And boy, you really get it when you're leading it, for sure. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. We've I, also got a financial peace membership in this box for you, and you'll be able to give that to somebody that's deserving now that your coordinator is in leading classes. Thank you for yes, doing that. Of course. Y'all are fun. Very, very cool. Good stuff. All right. Bring the kiddos up and let's introduce them and hear their names and ages. So this is Vivian. Mm-hmm. Vivian is six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Amelia. Amelia's mm-hmm. two. And Zoe, she's five months old. Oh, yeah. boy. Look at what that. What a great pick. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Very well done. All right. Sean and Ashley, Vivian, Amelia, and Zoe. Virginia Hi. Beach, 84000 paid off in 28 months. And boy, talk about a life changed. 65000 to 130 income. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream three two one we're dead free yeah (laughs) love it wow very well done it's amazing that in the middle of such heartache 
uh, and you step into spiritual transformation, you step into life transformation, you chip in, and like she said, life's going to happen. You just got to keep going. Yeah. I, I just think of scripture and the imagery there of beauty from ashes and out of unbelievable pain of losing that little little boy, they decide to jumpstart by moving the money from the wedding that he couldn't be in. That's, that's incredible, incredible grace um, and, and transformation. It's really powerful stuff. And then to see, look at those little precious princesses up there. They have no idea what mom and daddy have done for them. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. They'll look back wow. and they'll, oh, man, old lady, <laughs> back in all 23, changed our family tree. They'll be telling their grandbabies that this is the Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us, America. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. The question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Spring is here, and Neighborly can help keep your home and yard in top shape with the grounds guys, Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, and more. So spend your time enjoying your home, not working on it. Go to neighborly.com and you can find service pros near you. April is National Financial Literacy Month. All month long, teachers and students in classrooms across America are taking time to talk about the importance of learning good money skills. So we get some questions from students this month. Today's question is from Catherine in South Carolina. She asked, my parents are paying for college. I have a paid-for car, and I have a six-month emergency fund. I want to start a Roth IRA, but I don't really understand it. What is it, and what's the best way for me to start one as a junior in high school? Well, that's Papa Dave on that one. Oh, okay. Well, you have to have an earned income to do an IRA of any kind, Uh, and so you have to have some kind of income that you pay taxes on. So you have to file a tax return showing your income and uh, you can put a maximum of six thousand uh, or or your earned income so if you make twelve hundred and forty two dollars working um, a teenager job of some kind and you file a tax return on it you can put twelve hundred forty two dollars into a Roth IRA so um, uh, I would not do that unless your parents are in unbelievably fabulous wealthy financial situation my parents are going to pay for my college can mean a lot of things it could mean these are broke people hoping they can figure out how to do this that they're going to borrow the money to do it uh, that they're going to do whatever Uh, they may mean that they've got eight million dollars in mutual funds so paying for your college is not even doesn't even break a sweat if that's the case then you can do a Roth IRA but if, there, if there's any question at all, any probability at all, that they're not 1,000% easily going to do this, not, not want to do it, but going to do it, can do it, have the money to do it, then you need to not do a Roth IRA and save the money for college in case the bottom falls out of your parents' world and the best of intentions leaves you I had to take out student loans because my parents said they were going to pay it. My dad went broke in my junior year because he was so far in debt doing nothing down real estate. But, you know, could this happen? Yes, this could happen, right? This could yeah. definitely happen in this world. So I don't know where your parents' money is coming from, but you need to. 
before you commit to not saving this money for college. I would not put money in a Roth IRA until I knew I had college covered. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to cover college if they don't, unless you're they're just unbelievably wealthy. I would not do a Roth. But if you do do a Roth, you can do up to your earned income and up to what you do. Now, Ken, in our case, um, when our kids, Rachel included, were teenagers, we were in very, very, very good financial. We were multimillionaires, okay, in good financial shape. So we knew college was covered. We had no question about that. And all that stuff was done. I had extra money to put into something. And so every dollar that they made, I filed a tax return on each of the kids, paid the taxes. So whatever they made, babysitting, working at Ramsey, selling books off the back table at a seminar, which they did do, uh, whatever that, wherever they were, working at the mall, I added it all up as much as I could honestly say that they made, filed a tax return on that, and then put that much in their Roth IRA. And $1,230 was one of them one year. That's why I remember that number. Um, and one of them was $5,000 one year. And one of them was, I don't think any of them maxed it out ever. I don't think any of them made, maybe right. Rachel might have made $6,000 one year because she could go make money. She she was the, a money maker. But, uh, you know, so we maxed them out, or didn't max them out, but we put a couple thousand, five thousand, four thousand, three thousand, two thousand, twelve hundred and thirty, whatever it is. And then, and then it just sat there, didn't add anything to it in college. Cause they didn't really pay. I didn't do tax returns when they were in college. They come out of college though. They had a lot of money already in Roth sure. IRAs. That's fantastic. I mean, it wasn't hundreds of thousands, but there was a good, real good start for the hand them that account when they got married and came out of college and took off. They had a real good leg up. So you can do that if you're up at baby step seven and you've got all kinds of room. Yes. But should a teenager fund their own Roth IRA? Almost never. A teenager should uh, fund their college before they fund their Roth IRA. It's a education. As bad as we all are mad about it being overpriced, as bad as we are mad at people taking degree, getting degrees and stupid butt stuff that they shouldn't, go get a good degree from a good college. Don't overpay for it and in, a, in something that's actually usable in the marketplace. Don't get a degree in German polka history. Okay, there's only one thing you can do with that. Get a PhD and teach other people people German polka history. There is no outlook for that. So, you know, if you're not doing that and you're going to invest money and go to a state school and spend 30, 40, 50,000 bucks in, in tuition and go through and get a four-year degree in something that's usable, you'll get a better rate of return on that 30 or 40,000, $50,000 than you will putting that same money into a mutual fund. Education's still worth it. When done right. When done right. That's right. Yeah. And where it applies to something that you want to do with your life. Yeah. You know, the, the question that we put before parents and students is, is it the only way? Is it the best way? Is it the only way to get qualified to do what I want? Or is it the best way? And if the answer is no to either one of those, there are other ways. And let's be clear, that's still education. Just because it's not a four-year yeah. school, yeah, you're I, still you going to have to go get to educated. code school, go to tech school. That's right. You can do so, whatever. I mean, I don't care what you're doing. But listen, if you stop learning after high school, yeah, you're going to struggle with your income the rest of your life. That is correct. No matter what you do, yep. and if you stop learning after college, I, I read three books in the last month that were nonfiction. I mean, you have you cannot stop yeah. learning. You have to read something. You know, turn off Tiger King and go be a better <laughs> person. Right. Oh my so gosh. True. Right. And so take a class, go to a conference, uh, you know, watch a live stream, do something that you learn yeah. something to do. one. Sit down with a successful person that's 20, 30 years older than you and interview them. Like, like 
it was a book report on their life. Sit down with people who are way ahead of you. Pedro's in Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, Pedro, how are you? How you doing, Riley? Better than we deserve. What's up? Yeah, I'm dealing with a little strange situation. I just want to get like a second opinion to see how I should um, tackle this. Okay. So to get yeah, to get straight to the question. So the, uh, our landlord is currently want to charge us for an electric bill that never got fixed, and I believe the price is like around two thousand and five hundred. I'm sorry, the electric bill. The, the, yes. The, so the, the cost of electricity into the apartment. Yeah, so here's what happened. So we were able, um, so the previous landlord um, gave us the green light to use uh, one of our dryers that we purchased, and we install it in the basement. Now, he told us that this is like an electrical problem, that the, the somebody else is getting billed under that electricity that we're using for the dryer, but he told us that he's going to fix that. Um, fast forward four years later, um, we have a new landlord now, but she told us that the, um, the currency never got fixed. The electric currency never got fixed and that, you know, we, we messed up and not telling her that we were using the, um, her, um, the electricity to dry our clothes under her, on, under her bill. And she, so she blamed us basically. But, um, you know, we had a conversation, um, the day before yesterday and I told her like, listen, like we didn't know that the, the currency never got fixed. You know, our previous landlord told us that it was okay for us to wash the clothes that he was going to handle there, but apparently he never handled that situation. Yeah. Is there anything so, written uh, in the lease about this in any way? Not any written down. So I do have his contact information, and then um, the you do, only you thing do that have we have what? is that you do have what? No, that we, we we have his contact information. The previous landlord. No, 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 no. I'm not have. talking about that. I said, is is there anything in a, in the written lease about this at all? No, there's not anything I'm going to tell, tell your landlord, um, you, you have moved out, right? We're going to move out, but yeah. she... Um, no, I'm not paying $2,500. It's not on you. And this is a verbal disagreement, and she's going to have a heck of a time collecting it. Um, it's, it's on her. She's owned a house, didn't know where the dadgum current was going. That's on her. Um, not on you. So, it's on both of you for doing a stupid butt deal, but and not getting things written down and fixed and watch how business is done, but it's going to be a hassle. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.